Hey, what's going on? It is episode 288 of the Hey My Man podcast. This is Dave. This is Ben. These are new microphones. So I just want to get everybody up to speed. If you watched my Instagram story a couple days ago, I was so frustrated. I got one microphone working. Then the microphone that I had bought for Ben's side of the table, what I couldn't get them both working together. The mics I had before were like very basic you know, you plug and you play. And these are these are a little bit more sophisticated. I thought I could handle it. I could not. I got I got so pissed off. I don't know if I, I maybe unintentionally broke the other microphone or I'm just stupid, but I packaged it up, I sent it back, and then I posted a Instagram I posted an Instagram story where I, I was letting everybody know about that, how stupid I am. And a friend of mine, Arturo, got a hold of me and said, Hey, I saw your Instagram story. You need to, uh, I could have helped you through that. Oh, he's an audio engineer and I probably should have asked him before I sent the other mics back, but I didn't. And then he's like, he encouraged me to buy the microphone again. And this time an additional audio interface and he could get it up and running. And he did exactly that. So again, like I told you before, whether you hear a difference or not, if you, you know, like your, your, your parents should have told you as a kid, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. But if you do have something nice to say, I'm glad to hear it. So you are hearing this podcast on these new Sure microphones, courtesy of Arturo Medina. So you can find him at Pulp Drummer on Instagram. Check him out. He's got a bunch of cool drumming videos and a bunch of other stuff. He's in a couple different bands, so support him. And uh, great debt of gratitude to him. Arturo is one of the guys that begs the question if like you're hanging out with him and somebody goes oh meet arturo he's a musician too right just just like you (laughs) right and then that that's like the perfect example if you go like oh no well i mean like i mean i have like eight guitars and like (laughs) i I keep buying expensive mics and stuff but i wouldn't say like i can play well i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna say this for the last time like when you deal with somebody who is like again and i'm just i'm gonna use this term loosely but as far as i'm concerned from where i'm coming from a master of his craft, right? Because I have no idea what I'm, I thought I'm like, yeah, I use garage band. I've been doing this thing for nine years. It sounds pretty good. I get it dialed in pretty great considering the, you know, the microphones that I had uh, that were under a hundred dollars a piece. And then you talk to him, but he made it really simple and easy because he explained it to me like I'm a dummy, which I, I appreciate. And that's yeah. what he, that's what he needed to do. Kind of and I think in just hearing the questions I asked him, uh, but he was like, this guy's stupid, and I'm going to tell you in a stupid... And that's what people, honestly, uh, there's just no benefit ask. for a guy like, you know, going on and on about X's and O's and things and trying to to show how much he knows. It's like, hey, I need you to get me from point A to point B, and this this guy did it uh, easily. Yeah, but it's like when somebody knows what they're talking about, they explain it because to them it matters. But to you, like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, it's almost like, like if you're going like to cooking or whatever, like you having someone explain a recipe and they're going, no, like you want to get the skillet heated up because, because here's why, because the pores in the iron skillet open up and you're like, no, no how long, how big should the flame look? That's how I don't, they, I don't need Hertz, megahertz or the big hurt. <laughs> that's how they do it. That's not how they should do it. So well, he, he figured you. out. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is yeah. if you wanted to do like, Hey, there's all these master class videos that you can get online. It's like, Oh, you want Jeff? Goldblum to teach you about acting. What are we waiting for? Let's do it. You could pay $400 and watch this video where he, he takes you through Earth Girls Are Easy and the transition he made during Jurassic Park or The Fly. Yes, or yes. you could go you to got, like... Uh, you got the Fords, you got dinosaur, dinosaurs. And, oh, uh, yes, yes, I didn't right. call for any of this. Yes. Uh, but, but you don't need all that. <laughs> 
you know, if you wanted something like that, if you want Anthony Bourdain, uh, you know, if you wanted him to have talked to you about cooking or whatever and watch a video about why, why these things are happening, you can do that. I didn't want to know why. That comes later once I get it up and running. My concern was getting it up and running, so the why was not my yeah, concern. But dude, it's it's like- the I need it to work. Right. And once that's done and we could take a breath, smoke a cigar, drink a bourbon and sit back and go, now can you explain to me music theory and why, uh, again, Lars used that snare drum on St. Anger? Yeah. What's then a, we could do that. What's a, a pop filter? <laughs> yeah. Why do they use them? Why do they not use them? Because we're not using them anymore. These microphones just have like a... A fuzzy guard on top of them. I don't you know, trust rather it as than much. the uh, the uh, pee popper. But yeah, I, I can tell my peas are not popping. Can you tell? Yeah. In yeah, addition, but- one more thing. My my wife's critique of the podcast as it stands since we moved to Sunday mornings mm-hmm. is I have this gravelly vocal fry in my voice rather than my I've been up all day talking. Hell yeah, dude. I don't know if that's good, it's bad for you ASMR people. Let us know. You know, do you like the uh the lower tone. Uh, yeah. I'll start smoking cigarettes on the way here. Well, I also smoked a cigar last night too. And then I went right to bed and woke up and started podcasting. Oh, dude, no wonder I do that. Got I mean, whatever box of lungs, whatever. So, yeah, but, but in your situation, you're asking someone for a favor and then you're dictating the terms of that favor, how you would like it. No, no, I'm not. Kind of. Like, hey, I, I, I didn't dictate. The I terms. want the help this way. I didn't dictate. Look, when the your terms. dad shows you how to change a tire, you shut up and you, you explain, he tells you about torque in four ways. What I am pointing out is I did not have to dictate the terms. He never even presented that other information. I could see by the pictures and things he was sending me that he has that information, but it never even got to that. He was like, let's just get you up and running. Here's a picture of the interface you have. Here's two th- two plugs. You stick two plugs. I mean, he it never even got to the point where I was like, hey, slow down. It, it just didn't come to that. Okay. So if it had, I would have. You know me, I would have been like, hey, bro, like you're wasting your time and my time right now because I am like that guy Ruprecht. Remember that movie with Michael Caine and Steve Martin, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ruprecht the Monkey Boy? I don't remember no. that, too, but I remember okay. that movie. Okay. Anyway. I know that's a thing. Anyway. So we're up and running. All that six and a half minutes talking about how I got the microphones up and running. And that's what this podcast is about. It's what people want to hear. <laughs> they want to hear about your mics. What's next? That's a shame. Yeah. Well, what's well that's next? like a guy doing a concert and be like, let me tell you about this guitar first. Hold on. <laughs> it's mahogany. Yeah, I mean, that's why people keep a secret, right? Alanis Morissette. We think her song's about Dave Coulier. We're not really sure. But do we really? It at could the be end about of the Jeff day, Daniels because they're the same person. At the at the end of the day, if she were to let that out, maybe she has already. I mean, would it change your life at all? She told Larry David. I, well, yeah, she did. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I want to reflect real quick on the who's higher poll. And you guys, I just don't think, once again... Oh my God. I don't know if we explained this good enough. I, I I went back and listened, and I'm like, we explained it good enough. You guys are high. Yeah. There is no... Oh, you okay. should have had a third option. The pizza guy, I'm not saying that him being high or not high or considering getting high or considering at what point during his shift he's going to get high is is altered or changed or anything by the fact that he's driving a car. I don't think he cares. But I think the fact that the guy that stands there and pre-soaps your car isn't driving at all 
He knows he's got a solid eight hours of not having to worry about it. And he knows even if he gets a DUI, he's not losing his job. Right? That's got to come into play. Yeah. So if you're a pizza guy and you smoke weed and you get pulled over and you have weed on you or you get a DUI or whatever the case, you end up being the pre-sud guy. Other than full-on sexual assault at a car wash, (laughs) nothing he can do will make him lose his job. Yeah, that is... For lack of a better term, it's the bottom. It's the bottom, dude. You've hit the bottom. But see, it's a hard job, and you know what? I all hey guys out there, blue collar. You know he's doing his thing. I'm not not taking anything away from. I'm not taking anything away from a guy who shows up to work and puts in eight hours. Hopefully, he shows up every day during the week. If he does, kudos to him. And, you know, the the mouths that he's feeding with that money. Yeah. Uh, You glossed over, like, oh, I think the driver... That's why you're here. ...doesn't care that he's high. Yeah, he doesn't care that he's high a little bit. But, like, the, the pizza driver can maybe smoke a little or take a little of whatever he's doing. But he has to function. He has to drive a car. I worked warehouses for a decade. Those people can still do some of their... You can drive around on a, on a motorized pallet jack and throw boxes on pretty high, it seems. Um, but that's not in traffic, you know, with other cars, dealing with people you don't know, dealing with money, uh, signing receipts. You can't be super, super high into that job. The car wash job, you don't need a pulse on them. See, we should have just said, for the for the sake of the podcast, we're going to take, each of us are going to take a guy and explain why he's higher. That, that would have been the way to go with the bit if we would have thought about it. But Because now when you're saying that, I'm thinking, yeah, but on the flip side of that, the pizza guy, either he is on the, on the, on the other side of, of, of being functional, when you realize that your job is to check a ticket, make sure that all the items are there, and then drive it to somebody's house, and you mess that up 75% of the time, and then, you know, me as a customer calls back and goes, hey, the, the delivery driver showed up at my house, and he forgot the two-liter that was supposed to come with it. Oh, our bad. Yeah, he ran out. He's got, like, six deliveries or whatever. He's the guy that takes the brunt of it. Yeah, you call back, and they're like, hey, we could either give you a credit or we could have a manager or somebody run that two liter back out to you. That's best case scenario. But my thing is, is like you got one job, bro. You don't eat, you don't make the food. Uh, all you do is look in the bag to make sure it's there. And then you drive it to my house. It should be pretty easy to get done. And I have to feel like the only way to get through that job is to be high. But then at the same time, it probably causes you a lot of anguish, stress. Although nobody realizes you've made the mistake until after you've left. Within that one job you have to do, there's there's a multitude of stop signs, there stop lights, traffic rules, social cues, mm. nonverbal cues. There's a lot of things in that one job. When your job is to take that mop and slap it onto each Volkswagen that comes in, that is one job. Now, that I've to- is one job. And then if you want, you can go put a neutral. <laughs> yeah, right. go, what did you put the car into? You get no. You oh, first, like it, first, you have to take those two cork squares that are sprayed with lemon to put inside your vent. Yeah, and that blue towel. This make car smell like shit. Put it in neutral. <laughs> what? I'm sorry, huh? The guy goes. I'm so high, dude. Can you just put it in neutral, please? Hey, what my friend is trying to say is neutral. Go. Okay. 
now you have to also think the air traffic controller's job is almost the guy. I don't know if the air traffic controller is the right term, but the guy that has the two cones, yeah, he's basically doing controller. the same job of getting paid more money. So if you were going for that job, would you say, hey, I'm the guy that worked at the car wash and was guiding people onto the rails, left, left, right, right. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Noise behind you. People are trying to get in. They don't know, should I roll the window down? If I roll it down now, is water going to get in my car? When do I roll my window up? There's a lot of moving parts. Yeah. And there's a lot of different people. You're mostly dealing with professional pilots when you're the other guy. Who do you think has more of an impact of it getting correctly? Like, at least the guy in the car wash is like a little left, a little right, and you do that. The guy on the runway, I'm pretty sure the dude flying the F-14 can do it if you're there or not. Right. Yeah. I would think so. So the, the one guy is like, you know, put it in the He throws the cork things. He gives you a little a towelette. Um, at least you're getting those things. The guy with the cones on the runway, uh, like, let's say he wasn't there. And the guy's coming in on his MIG or whatever from a Top Gun. And he's like, dude, I can't land. He's like, where's the guy? Where's the guy with the cones? He just So he just touch and goes. And takes Does right that flyby past the tower? Yeah, he to. just has to buzz the tower because he's like, dude, I was, they're like, they go, you know, like uh, Mission Control or whatever. <laughs> Mission Control is for that's for lady astronauts. We also right? want to know why a MIG is landing on a United States aircraft carrier. Dude, like training one. purposes. <laughs> so like, so like he's about to land. And they're like, okay, come in. Your runway is clear. Taxi, blah blah blah. Rudder, rudder, left rudder. And then he goes, I can't. The guy with the cones isn't there. And like, somebody get the guy with the cones. Like, if that would throw you off. He's yeah. had. A, he's got a smoke break and he's bullshitting. They're like, drop the cigarette and get on the deck. He's like, it doesn't matter if I'm out there. It does to this Russian Bruski pilot. <laughs> well, then what if the guy turns around and he's all like, you know, like when you get yelled at by your boss, you're like, ah, you walk out the door and you're like, I'll show you. The guy with the cones is just like, he's just mailing it in with the cone. <laughs> yeah. He just takes the cone and throws it on the runway. <laughs> yeah. He's like, fuck this job. <laughs> or it's the super happy guy that wakes up in the morning and does the cone dance. Like you see in the movies when a cop gets busted down to traffic detail. Like in every movie, it's like that's the worst oh, thing yeah. that could happen. You're like in the city directing traffic. He gets and there's the one up with angry. The guy. Yeah, there's the there's, he's angry, but then there's the cop who does it every day in his loving life, and he's whistling and he's doing the moonwalk. And his dialogue says something like, "The trick is to love what you do and do what you love." <laughs> yeah, starts, okay. Dude. Or like those dudes that have the arrows, the spinners. The like who? for the like the um they they advertise like Domino's or whatever. Yes. They cardboard spinners. <laughs> yeah. Like you get that guy, the equivalent of that guy. Well, that's what I look at those guys like like professional uh, basketball players or baseball players. It's like there's one in the percentage of you graduating high school, going on a scholarship to a you know Division one school and then making it to the pros is so low. Even if you've done all those things, if you were a star in high school, a Division one baseball player, and to then go on and, and, and make it to the pros and be you know actually get on a team and play, not in the minors but in the majors. It's it's a very low percentage. Also, a very low percentage of the people with those signs that are act, actually know how to do anything with them and do something that's remotely interesting. Most people are probably just standing there uh, with the sign, like looking at their phone or you know texting or whatever. There's a sign spinners website you can go to. Oh. Like if you want to, like if like if you're that car wash place and you're like, I need to step this up a notch. Did you know that the a DC man is the world's best sign spinner? He was crowned. Kendrick Washington was in the sophomore year of high school when he saw his first sign spinner, or at least his first real sign spinner. Someone who didn't stand placidly in place twirling a sign around, but injected a kind of athleticism and performance into the task that immediately captivated the now probably slow 22-year-old. <laughs> so uh, they have a competition every year for the best. Mm -hmm. So what do you have to do to get your car wash guys or 
even your aircraft runway guys to want to step up to this. You know what I mean? There's absolutely nothing you can do. Again, those jobs are reserved for a different type of person. A person who is doing that between meetings in the morning and the evening in order to keep them on the right path. That's who's doing those jobs. Those other jobs, like you said, they're special. They're special, sweet, nice, special people. <laughs> the competition in Vegas <laughs> is a high-stakes event in the world of A aero sign spinners. Competitors have to qualify by performing well in a series of regional... Do you really think people that the sign spinner is actually bringing anyone into your bit. Now they may pull up and give that dude a quarter, 50 cents, a half dollar, whatever it is for spinning the sign and being like, wow, cool. Uh, But that doesn't mean they're going to actually patronize your business because this guy's standing outside. I don't believe it. I don't believe. And I've said this many times that there's any reason that McDonald's, unless they're, you know, putting a new product out there and they want people to know that they have a new cheeseburger or chicken sandwich there is no reason for just a general McDonald's commercial or Burger King. People already know what they like. And if your family is a Burger King family, you're most likely that's where your parents are like, we're going to Burger we don't, we don't do McDonald's. That's what you eat. You may break away later in life. But how much money, and I know they have billions, but how much money is wasted on just completely superfluous marketing? for these businesses. It's like, yeah, I don't need to see a McDonald's commercial where it's just a, a, a new theme song or whatever. You know what always bugs me is when they pay, and you know they pay so much money to get the rights of a song because the title of the song is on the nose for what they're selling. Right. You know what I mean? The commercial is about, the commercial is about superstition. And so they have to pay how many, like million to get like very superstitious. <laughs> and it's like, we knew what you were saying. That you know, you could have like, I don't know. I but would, those people, I, I look at those people like me, where it's like, you need that that extra little piece is just going to really set it off, and and the marketing people are feel good about it. But I don't know really what. But it's it does. like so on the nose. Like, yeah. Who's I guess? But I'm always wrong. Every time I talk about like, I agree. Every time I talk about like what the public wants, or like like the public's smarter than this, they don't need to get talked on. No, they're not. Never. Very true, dude. Never. It went right over. Well, it's always again roast beef, or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, you got this like, clever idea. Not nah, dude. Just, just go back. I'm like, they don't need the song "Superstition" because we know what the commercial is about. We saw a ladder. We saw a black cat. We saw uh, when salt gets spilled mm-hmm. or whatever. We got it. But they're like, yeah, but the song, the title of it, get this, is called "Superstition." And then I go, people aren't that dumb, and they go, "A miracle." Hold my beer. Well, we're also dumb because I can guarantee you nobody would be spending this money if marketing executives couldn't show that the science shows that it, this is triggering something in your brain. You're making the correlation between that song. When you see McDonald's, you drive by and you go, oh, that, that superstition song. I just saw that commercial. And you're like, McDonald's. I'm going to go in and grab me some. So yeah, I, th- that's why, obviously. Um, I, I was making light of it. But during this conversation, I realized that we're dumb and they're smart. So oh, there is a reason for it. If it wasn't a reason for it, they wouldn't be doing it's it. It's not that they're smart. It just I'm not willing me. to go that far. I'm willing to go that they just know that we're dumb. Look, I will... They're dumb, and they know we're dumb. There was a time uh, a couple years ago where I was like, Burger King, I think the, the hamburgers at Burger King probably taste better, but than, between McDonald's and Burger King... A normal burger? Yeah, just... Yeah, just that's probably fair. But... I also, and you've seen so many documentaries on McDonald's, Super Size Me just being one of them, but like showing you how 
it's not real. It's like they spray hamburger scented scent on the fryer. You know, like it's it's all like a yeah. chemical concoction. It's a good smelling ad. But you don't really see that many smear campaigns against specifically Burger King. So you're just like, oh, it seems like it's probably a little bit less chemical and, and real meat. It's I worked at Burger King. You sure King. don't see them at rallies, dude. <laughs> just tell you. Rally's the best. They're like, this is the big Buford. We know it looks like shit. Come but get it. With that, I still feel like um I'm going to uh, Burger King is a physically dirty restaurant and I'm not talking about one specific one I'm talking about everyone you visit if it's open for over a year the dining room I don't care if they remodel it, it after 6 months it just seems like yeah the employees they don't instill the same level of pride you know McDonald's you'll have special needs people there you'll have no like Burger extreme elderly people like outside sweeping the drive through and it's like hey old man move out of the way but then you feel bad and he's probably they probably give him the coins that people drop when they're handing their money through. Yeah. That's what he gets as his they use uh, like as orange, his pittance. They have orange tile with black grout. That alone means like this place is going to get dirty eventually. I'm just saying it seems to me like the employees don't care as much at Burger King, and and uh, you know that's just that's just my feeling. They don't. I mean, McDonald's cares one percent. Burger King cares point <laughs> five. Now none of them are Chick Fil A. The numbers. This is how the numbers fell out as of right now. On the Who's Higher poll, 27 people believed that, on our Facebook page, that the pizza guy's higher, just in general. That 17 agreed that the car wash guy, or said that the car wash guy, the pre-soaked dude, yeah. is, is higher. Until we leave this poll up for an extra four days, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> all of a sudden the car wash guy shoots it up happened by, in by our, enough votes, plus one. It happened in our weird? election. Wouldn't that be weird? <laughs> Wouldn't that be weird? Yeah. And then you added your nothing you your own do. thing. So nothing then I added do. mine after your but No, whatever. I added mine after. Anyway. I know we don't like to talk about Marvel stuff too much, but because I like to wait until things have been out for about fifteen years, I like to I like to I like to shit on things for long periods of time. Then I like to come around and do them and then say, Hey, you know what? This actually this electric slide is pretty fun, you guys. But in your defense, you like to shit on things you never gave a chance to. You like to shit on things before you even know anything about them. Just like the rest of the world. You're no different. I'm just saying, like, you weren't watching Marvel movies and going, these are terrible, I don't like them, and now right. you like them. Nothing's changed I just there. got tired of hearing about grown men being super excited about Thor. So I was like, I'm Yet not you collect Funko Pop dolls. Uh, well, you don't few. like, yeah, I I mean, you don't few. collect them, but you, you do appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's nothing like comics, though. Okay. I don't look at my Funko Pops and go, someday, and get underwear with my Funko Pops <laughs> on them and go, like, man, I sure wish I was like that Funko Pop. No, dude. It's way different. So, um... So, yeah, just an update. We started watching the Marvel movies. Only got one done this week. As a, I think I was in the middle of Thor last time we recorded. Thor was okay. It was fine. Um, skip the Hulk because that's not on Disney+. Plus. I guess that's there's a thing with like Sony and Disney where like some of them were Sony. Mm -hmm. And then Sony got the rights to them and started making the movies. And I guess they made a ton more than people thought. And then so Disney was like, or whoever had it before Marvel was like, hey, can we have it back? Like Spider-Man stuff. They're like, can we have it back? And so Sony's like, nah, you can't. You can have some of them. Anyways, who cares about that? We're up to Avengers, and and it was cool. Avengers is really good. I liked it. Still, though, the, the Loki bad guy is, you got, hey, dude. Hey, Loki. Are you saying Loki or Loki? Uh, Loki is Loki stupid. Okay. Because, like, hey, dude, don't wear horns. Okay. <laughs> Don't wear like a hat. He's from another planet. Yeah, don't come from other planets either. <laughs> don't do that. Like you could, you could be. I can be into superhero movies, but uh, you got to be from Earth. One of the best. If concepts, you're from Asgard, just like don't show up to this. One of the best concepts I believe we've ever floated is the idea that people from other planets or beings from other planets are just as dumb as we are, uh, which is great. 
because you see these movies to me you see these movies where it's like oh anybody who comes from another planet is stronger than us smarter than us uh more evolved than us we 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 i can't think off the top of my head of any time even blobs that come from outer space to attach themselves to spider-man to become venom smarter than us you know what i'm saying yeah we never ever see that that i know and someone's going to come up with one where there's aliens that come down and are just as dumb as we are yeah and we're just like wow this was we've waited all this time and and it's just not we're not happy with this yeah they're just like what dude plywood (laughs) whoa so the idea that they have to make these guys ornamental and like to have something fantastic and have capes. Yeah, but and then this. halfway through writing the script, they go, hey, this is stupid and quit. <laughs> they could just walk away. They could be like, I don't think grown men are going to be into... Like, I'll give you an example. Thor in the comics has like little... Doesn't he have like little wings on his head? Yeah. Okay, why didn't they put those in there? That dude is, because super, it that dude looks is super so good dumb, looking. Dude. They're like, yeah, that's going to distract. They didn't do we need to show his hair, bro. Because That's, it looks so dumb. They're like, we can't. It does do also this. look dumb. It looks super stupid. Yeah, they're like, no, we I'm... have to draw the line somewhere. I say, keep that line also with Loki's weird. He's thing. also a, a a grown alien man whose weapon is a, a stupid sledgehammer. It's dumb. Yeah, that's weird too. It's stupid. Yeah. Um, I've I, always. I didn't quite get like. I don't want the Black Widow to go anywhere because she may be the best character of all. Because, you know, she right. just is awesome and so good at stuff. But, like, everyone else is, like, like the Hulk is, like, throwing stuff through buildings. And the dude's got his sledgehammer. And, and, and Iron Man's obviously Iron Man and Captain America's super gamma raid. And then uh, the Black Widow's like, yeah, but I'm super hot. Check it out. I'll do jujitsu on the ground with one and guy. as a like man, would minutes. you not say that that is the best superpower to have if you're a female? If you're, as a, From a man's perspective, would you say being a super hot... In shape, I mean, those things aren't always super synonymous, right? I mean, we're living in, in the world we live in today, but with no, that, the MMA fighters are super in shape, said, but not, not ring girls. With that being said, wouldn't you say that that's the best superpower to have because you have the ability to influence other people to, to every dude to do your bidding? Yeah, so even if you don't have any powers, it's like, but look how hot I am. Could you do this for me? And I've like, seen yeah. enough Looney Tunes. How many cartoons. jars have you opened that you didn't want to open? Yeah. And I've seen enough old cartoons to know that as soon as you put lipstick in a wig on and walk by, all the guys stop what they're doing. And right. they go like, meow, wow. And, and you know you. what? I'm so surprised. And I'd have to look because I could be wrong again that they haven't pulled those cartoons too where the guy, you know, the 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 hearts pound out of the ears and his tongue rolls out where they're yeah. like, wow. They would cancel it because they're like, oh, that's, that's sexist and guys shouldn't catcall. But really they should also think to cancel it because it's like we're making dudes look really, really stupid and completely controlled. Yeah, but that's the last their sex that's drive. the last category to go. But the thing is, is you go as a guy, you go, well, why cancel that? That's pretty accurate. There's no reason to cancel because yeah, we own it. We're like, yeah, right. we get super dumb. The, we know <laughs> the moment, even though that's clearly a dude, the moment they put uh, lipstick on and eyelashes, we start chasing it. We know. Yeah, you're like, it's a dude, but I mean, but did you see the eyelashes? Though? Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, I got to pound on the table and go. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Well, we're the last ones to get canceled because, like, we're just the, at the bottom. So, of like you mean the, of like for the, people canceling on our behalf? Yeah, I mean, like, of the, like, offensive totem pole, we're at the bottom. Like, mm-hmm. we're not, or is it the top? If it's a totem pole, does that change things? I don't know. I'm not, I've seen I'm, dancing I'm, bulls, like, five times. How do I not know this? I don't know. Um, yeah, but anyways, we're the, like, they will care of everyone. They will take care of everyone's feelings last. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even saying that's wrong. Like, that's fine, because my feelings were good. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, so that's, I don't know. 
Keep dressing up like a uh, women. So are you? You're totally on the Marvel train, or you're saying like? I'm enjoying them a lot more okay. than I thought I would. And these, this isn't with your children. It is with my children. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to clarify. They, they I were, thought you said that they weren't into it. They weren't into it, but now they are. Like yeah. After having seen a few, my son was like, oh, he even told me, he goes, yeah, I thought the Hulk was stupid, but it turns out he's pretty awesome. I'm like, I guess. You know? <laughs> All right. Yeah. No, he's cool, dude. It's cool. It was fun. It was a good time. But it, it's like, uh, I was talking to my brother about it, and it was like, he, I watched Game of Thrones as it came out. Every mm. week waiting and that delayed gratification was so nice. And he just kind of burned through him because he did the same thing. He's like, oh, yeah. stupid kings and queens. Eventually you watched it and he's like, it's great, but it's definitely not the same as like they had to wait years for a movie. Well, probably what they only had. A, poor guys only had a movie come out like every 20 minutes. So they right. had to wait like two days <laughs> right. for a movie. So, yeah, no, but they're good. Uh, you guys knew they're good. But I, but I, I'm going to start keeping track of things that I got into 10 years after they were cool. good for you. You know, I need to start making get a, a, get a bullet journal and make a list of things. I'm like, hey, you know what? Uh, yeah, it turns out you guys were right about Kool Aid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like whatever else, I just keep missing. Uh, yesterday, yesterday, I ventured out. Now that my son is uh, closing in on his 50 hours of of driving with me before he gets his license, he's gotten a little more um, a little more savvy. So I, I I'm just like, hey, go here, go there. I'm a little less worried about our safety and a little less. I'm a little more worried about getting the stuff I need done. And I'm like, well, accomplished, you know, two birds, one stone. So instead of going to the normal cigar store that I I patronize here uh, right in the town next to mine, which is less than three minutes from my house, I decided to venture over to Tobaccoland in Munster because so many people I know are that smoke cigars are saying like, hey, you got to go to Tobaccoland. Tobaccoland is the spot. And I'm like, yeah, you know, whatever. A cigar is a cigar. If I can get it here, it's the same. But the cigar store I go to, they've sort of, uh, since COVID's been happening, they they keep on saying, hey, it's hard to get cigars and it's hard to get stuff imported and do this and do that. It's even hitting cigars too? That's what they're saying. But I went to Tobaccoland and now I'm calling straight bullshit. I don't know what's going on at this other place, but Tobaccoland 7910 Calumet Avenue, 7910 Calumet Avenue in Munster. It's right by the expressway in oh, Northwest yeah. Indiana. So if you're, you know, if you're coming from nearby Illinois or coming from Hammond, you just cross into it the beautiful. It used to be a, a, a pool hall. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What a beautiful transition. This place is yeah. for all your tobacco needs. Okay. For all your tobacco what needs. What about a all beautiful my store, needs? A beautiful storefront. They could probably put some pool tables in there, you know, let you smoke a cigar while you play pool. In Talk fact, I think I should have done a, a lap around the place to really get a sense. So you of, liked it. It was nice. Oh, okay. Because yeah. so, I, I drove by it and I was like, more tobacco? So this, it, it's not, you know, normally and when you live on the border, I'm sure every state is like this. If you live on the border, one side of the border, one state has higher taxes and one state has lower taxes in regards yeah. to everything from gas, cigarettes, you know, all that kind of stuff. We live on the cheaper side. In Indiana, it's cheaper than Illinois. So yeah. everybody comes over. And a lot of these places you'll find are like, you know, tobacco world. And there's it's just it's just a bunch of cigarettes and cigars. This place is nice and it's clean and the people are super friendly. They're the McDonald's why. of tobacco places. They care. They are the Wendy's of tobacco people. Okay. What? what? I'm sorry. So uh I walked in there and I was wearing my one of my new Hey My Man podcast shirts, the the Kelly Green one. Oh, yeah. And that'll come into play later. I walked into the humidor, and it was like, you know, like when you go into a dealership, there's immediately somebody on you, you know, like, hey, are you looking to buy a new car? What are you looking to spend? Like, hey, what do you have out there? Have you bought a car from us before? Like the jeweler. 
Exactly. And I mean, it's, I don't know. I, I don't think anybody get, is getting a commission. Um, so I walked into the humidor and immediately there was a, again, I'm going to tell you this on the, on the span of, <laughs> of, of one to a hundred, knowing my, I smoke cigars. I smoke at least two a week, right? Saturday and Sunday, I smoke a cigar every time. And I constantly change it up. There's ones that I like, but I'm always like, let's see what else is out there. Let's see what else is out there. And in all the time that I've been smoking cigars, maybe like, I don't know, 10 years, I don't know shit about cigars. I, I've never taken stock or said, hey, and, and here's the thing, I, I, I Yelp, I review all kinds of stuff. Yet when it comes to cigars, I'm just like, I never really say this one was great and, and it has, you know, do the reviews of the, you know, it was a whatever, however people. Do you think it's a blind spot in your uh, I, taste? I, I don't know. Like, I Well, right now I still can't taste or smell because of uh, my oh, COVID uh, well, in I November. Guess the, I guess it kind of answers that. But even back then I was like, I like this. I like that. But I never really was. There were certain ones that I would get locked into. But now I just like to smoke different cigars. So I walked in. And right away, a guy met me in there, and he was telling me that he was like, "You're in the right place. This is the the, the best wall to go to, you know." And, and started explaining all these different things and giving me background and history. And I was interested. Oh yeah, like okay, well you know this was rolled by these people, and this is how they did this and that. They have to be uh, Cubans have to be rolled on the thighs of virgins. That's the only thing I know for true. Sure. So he was even telling me that he had a, a blog on his Facebook where he reviews cigars, which now. In retrospect, I wish I would have asked him, what's your Facebook page? Because I'd like to read it because you know, and you could tell me, hey, if you like this, you might like that. And cigar people, they're very, I don't know what it is about the black, white, brown, yellow, whatever you are. I don't even know if that's okay to say. I can't see color, but uh, but if I could. When you go into a cigar lounge, it feels like that is, it's like a vacuum of, it doesn't, you're a cigar person. Cigar comes first. Cigar first. So you go in there and it's like, hey, we smoke cigars. That's what we're here to talk about. And let's love smoking cigars and what, whatever. Yeah. Donkeys, and, elephants, come get your cigars. Whatever. So you go in and the guy, you know, the guy's giving me all this information. And I already know what I'm there to get. I told you I started, I got my wife started on cigars. So now it's extremely expensive because I have to buy at least two cigars every time I go to the cigar store. And... I get the cigars I want. I take a recommendation that the uh, the sommelier in the cigar humidor. I don't know what you call that. Is it a cigarier? I'm not sure. There's probably a term for this. Humidorian. Where the guy goes in there and he's like, you do humidorian? Mm-hmm. I like that. And I came out and I walk up to the counter and I assume this guy's the owner or manager. He was like, oh, the Hey My Man podcast. He's like, is that a podcast you listen to or a podcast that you do? And I said, it's a podcast that I do. And he took his phone out. He goes, can I find it on Spotify? He went right to it. He goes, I subscribed. Awesome. Did you go, Thanks hey, for coming. Before, before you start listening, um, <laughs> let me tell you about these new mics I got. No, I didn't. But he's going to hear it now because I told him, I said, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I said I'm going to give, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw you some love. Okay. And the reason isn't because he liked, you know, went and subscribed to the podcast. It didn't hurt. But again, it was like, what did they say at Olive Garden? When you're here. Or is it when you're home, your family, or when you're here, your family, whatever that is? They say, what's so bad about diarrhea? <laughs> I feel like this this place should just straight rib off that that tagline. Yeah. Because I was this guy was immediately like, hey, you smoke cigars, I smoke cigars. Uh, you came into my business. You're into what I'm doing. I'm going to try to be into what you're doing, at least on the face of it. So I, I've... That was it. Left an impression on me. Tobacco land. Yes, we've been waiting for you. Exactly. Now, I would like to to run a tobacco. Land. I want. <laughs> I want a silk 
jacket with a Tobacco Land uh, logo on the back of it and then a Hama Man logo on the front of it. If we could put that together, we'll collaborate. Yeah, I'd like a flak jacket, something. Or if anybody out there can do a Hama Man blend, we'll hock that all day long. Oh, my God. I'm still waiting for the coffee. I've asked a million times, and I don't want to be obnoxious, although that I although I am. I know so many people roasting coffee that I've been like, hey, dude, how about we do we do a collab together? And I think most times what a collab is is they give you a coffee they're already making, and they, they're like, just That's put your fine. name on this, That's and we'll, call, we'll say it's this too. I don't care. Yeah. Do you like it to be like almost like tea? It's so thin. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I want my name on a coffee bag. I feel like I've mentioned Wild Rose 87,000 times. Exactly. Would it kill him to have a... When once? you're coming up with a name, let us come up with one. Hey, my man Stout would kill him. I, I like the idea Anyways. of it. Um, so I just want to throw it out there that Tobacco Land is a place to go. And like I said, there is a humidorian walking around the business, if, if not multiple, that will take you through... The motions when it comes to cigar. If you if you're there knowing what you need, you can get it. They have everything. I don't even like if you go there that much, but I, I feel like I might go now. If you go there and you're like, hey, I like blackjack gum. What do you got that tastes like that? They'll be like, leave uh, and go to the gas station and get yourself one of those cigars that you can find yeah. for a buck. But if you liked, I don't. I mean, whatever it is, from chocolate all the way to uh, just a standard cigar with no infusion, they, they have everything. Okay, and their people are there to tell you. I don't do commercials, you know that, but I will, I will automatically talk about <laughs> anything that I appreciate, and this is what I appreciate, and this is what this podcast. No, that's is about. true. Well, that's good, man. I mean, when you get excited about something, spread the word. The that's rest of you guys, we... I used to spread the word about. I stopped spreading the word about you because it's just the reciprocal love, you know. Yeah. It's just faded over time. One one way streets, baby. <laughs> right. Oh well. So, Tobacco Land, you are at the top of the list. Yeah, I. We well, don't really have a list, but if you, we did, you'd be there. Yeah, next week I'll tell you about the liquor store I go to and how amazing they are because <laughs> they are amazing. But I, this is too much at once. You mentioned all the people from Illinois coming into Indiana. Well, I did, but I didn't mention it the way I'd like to. Is it like, is it is it considered uh, in poor taste mm-hmm. to constantly complain about all the Illinois people coming to Indiana? I probably yes. Oh, then I shouldn't do that. Well, I mean, I, I don't know that you've ever looked out for taste. All right, give me ten minutes. So. <laughs> For years and years, it was all like, oh, Indiana. It's like, it's like, uh, those are hillbillies. Like, Indiana was like the poor version of Illinois, at least like to most of the people that that I knew, and rightfully so, because people like have big, nice houses in Illinois. Um, well, now, like, it's like almost like, like who's laughing now, right? Because it was like, oh, Indiana sucks. Indiana's like no culture. Yeah, no culture. It's a lesser version. You guys technically, Chicago is not in your state. You know, yada yada. Well, being in Munster, I'm on the state line. You can't, you almost can't eat. You know how they have all those nice restaurants that they just built, like yeah. the sushi place, the Salto, whatever. You almost have to get a reservation now. Mm-hmm. And it was, and I know there's a lot of, just a lot of people, but it, you go in the parking lot, dude, it's all, I'm, I'm turning into an Illinoisist. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. that's probably not good. It's probably not good for reputation or for, I don't know, just moral fortitude. Wouldn't you be an Indianaist? No. I don't know. Don't you put the ist on the one you don't like? I don't know. Well, if you're if you don't like women, you're sexist. But mm-hmm. that's just. But if you do like women, I'm a you're a fem- if you're a woman and you do like women, you're a feminist. Mm, I might just be a statist because okay. I'm not sure. Yeah, I might be a statist though, because it's like, dude, seriously, you go every place 
anywhere near the border is jam-packed. And people mm. talk about like, oh, Corona, pandemic. I mean, technically. Illinois, you know who doesn't care about the pandemic? Florida. You know who cares just a tiny bit less than them? Illinois. It's just every place near the border, every parking lot is filled with Illinois cars. And I don't blame the Illinois people. I blame their stupid state. Yeah. They I, shut everything down. And so everyone's jumping off Illinois like like fleas off a... Uh, of a dog's back, mm-hmm. and all I want to do is go break my ch- uh, tortilla chip sabbatical, and I can't do it because every restaurant is chock full with Illinois plates. Yeah. Now you could say something. Like if I go to if I go to Orland Park and all you see is a sea of Indiana plates, not gonna that, happen. Not gonna happen. First Why of all, not? it's not gonna happen. Why not? It's too far. We have everything we need right here. We built so initially. Like you said, all these people that were living in Illinois when things were good were like, hey, we have culture. We don't need Indiana. And a lot of the people, our families came at some point from Illinois to Indiana. Yeah. And they said, hey, it's a safer place to to raise your kids. There's not, it's not a city atmosphere. A lot of it's more low-key yeah. suburban uh, where we are. Maybe like Staten Island to New York. And, yeah. So, But Staten Island's getting cool, baby. But then we developed, we basically said, hey, they have all that there. Let's just have it here so we could have it. And we have everything here now. For cheaper. And, uh, yeah, and it's cheaper. And then all of a sudden their state gets closed down and they're 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 heading over. Yeah. And now they're like, oh, Indiana's kind of cool. Yeah. Hey, Illinois, open up, please. <laughs> open up. And I don't need anything in Illinois. Anything. No. No, so, that's the beauty of it. Yeah, everything's here now. But apparently they need sushi and uh Mexican food and a Greek pizza. The only thing we need is we don't have any any large venues for performances. So we do need That's that. It. Or museums. So you got to go all the way to Indianapolis if you even want to, you know, as far as I know, to see a museum. Yeah, I'm good on that. And that's far. That's fine. Yeah, but how often? Do, I guess, you know, once I wonder if people maybe, go like the Museum of Science and Industry years. and they're like, oh, these Indiana plays in the museum. <laughs> oh, maybe. I guess. But I'm tired of it, dude. I'm tired of it. Speaking of uh, chips, I'm out, dude. I saw Big time. And I out. caught you. Well, you. I mean, you posted it. And I was like, you I knew caught, this You was got it. me good, right-handed. You didn't even post a picture of This them. was far more pathetic than last time. I yeah. mean, you only made yeah, it Yeah, but one. you know what? This wasn't This wasn't so much like a, oh, I can't survive, will to win, bad day. I My daughter was out with my wife, and they were doing something. They had, like, the evening to themselves. Uh, so it was me and my son. And I said, what do you want to do, man? We got time to kill. Where do you want to go? Let's go eat. And he picked El Salto. It's his favorite. He doesn't eat any food. And when Mm -hmm. he goes to El Salto, he eats a cheese quesadilla. But still, it's his favorite because he likes chips and salsa. I'm sitting there with my my sweet boy. I'm sitting with my nine-year-old. And he's digging in on this chips and salsa saying how good they are. And we're just having a good time. We're chilling at the table. I'm hoping for a good conversation. But they have 8,000 TVs in there. So he's just watching commercials. But I'm trying to have a good time. And I thought to myself, I'm not enjoying this why right now i know everybody has a reason or excuse oh, I, I got a couple <laughs> but i was just like i was like uh he kept saying like oh yeah it's too bad you have your like stupid life bet there or whatever and i realized nobody asked me to do this and then i said if i go a year nobody will care if i do it i had no so uh i think online the the over under was cinco de mile so if you took the under you win i thought for sure i'd blast past that but i just thought I've been eating healthy. I've been pretty healthy. I've been working out, and I just go, Is this, am I really going to deprive myself of this joy? To what end? I said, that, to what end? Well, and, and it's funny because as you say this, I think of Goggins, and I think of David Goggins saying these because he probably once every other week posts a picture of himself when he was big and fat, 
and 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 he'll be like, "That's that bastard. That's that son of a bitch that was creeping into They're my head, tell you telling me, it's yeah, okay. I wasn't trying to compete with anybody, but that guy was telling me, hey, today." Come on, bro. Who are you trying to compete with? Who are you trying to prove something to? I know. Goggins wouldn't have approved Norman. And then Jocko. I think of Fat Ben in well, your head going Fat like Ben's, it doesn't it never exist. <laughs> I think of him going like, it's cool, dude. No one, you know, really, who's keeping tabs? We were keeping tabs. A lot yeah, of people well, look I'm to out, you baby. for motivation. Do they? See, here's the thing. Nobody <laughs> gave nobody they gave won't a shit. Know. Nobody gave a shit that I wasn't. You can look to me for motivation and other things. I yeah. do some things well. But I just realized the upside was me going, hey, I went a year without chips. And the downside was I, and you were going to get the same amount of applause either way. Zero. <laughs> right. Yeah, I had zero motivation. Plus, I really like chips, and I wanted to hang out with my son and eat chips and salsa. So I think the idea is not. I want. I, I'm still telling myself don't go crazy with chips all the time, right? So I'll, I'll back off. Uh, by the way, chips weren't really. I keep saying like don't eat chips, and but also the six pack of beer is probably an issue. But like, yeah, no, I'm just I'm out. Screw that, dude. I'm not going to eat them all the time, but if I'm out with my son and he says, so Dad, let's go, let's go get chips and salsa. If I gave up fishing let's go and my son says, Dad, faced and salsa. let's go down to the water hole and, and catch a few fish. <laughs> he wouldn't say that. We have no water hole. But I would go like, no, son, I can't. I have a stupid life bet that nobody cares about. <laughs> I said, nah, dude. I cared. I cared a lot. No. <laughs> nobody cared, dude. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this so, is what I told you to begin so get with. Get ready, like, summer, because uh, dude, I'm gonna, dude, I'm going out of town this week. I'm just gonna lay in a hotel room with just a just a pile of Cool Ranch well, Doritos. Only after you immediately get in there and pull the room darkening shades and turn the air conditioner all the way down as low as it can For possibly sure. go. For so sure. it's super loud and super cold when you show back up from your uh, meetings all day. And you get in there, and you're just like, Brr. yeah. And then you climb under the filthy, disgusting comforter. I got a blue light. I want you to take. Remember take when I took? Cer- remember when I took the light and go all remember over? Remember when I took the searchy light? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. It did no, not fail me. I don't want to do it. It did not. I kind of do want to do it, but I don't want to do it. I don't know. I'm on the fence about it. It's worthwhile. That. Hey, dude, wanna... what has been going on in the news? We haven't done a news story in forever. Oh, dude, I got news for you. So speaking of Illinois turning into a hot pile of garbage, um, somebody has a way to possibly fix it one block at a time. Are you familiar with, well, that's, of course. I can't wait for this. Of course you're familiar with the rapper Lil Durk. No. Dude, come on, Lil Durk. No. I thought you were going to say white flight or blockbusting or any of these other terms that people in the past have decided were gentrification, were ways of fixing it block to block. But what is Little Dirk? No. What economic plan, redevelopment idea does he have? You were probably confusing him with Big Dirk. No, this is Lil Dirk. Um, Lil Dirk, by the way, who is on songs who we are over, let's see, 483 million streams. This is actually a Drake song with Lil Dirk Mm -hmm. on it. Uh, fifty million for his song "Still Trapping," Hellcats and Trackhawks eleven million, finesse out the gangway twenty six million. Dude, this guy's got so many listens; it's crazy. So here's here's little Dirk. He's gonna he's gonna. Oh, yeah. dude, he looks like he has ramen noodles for hair. <laughs> I'm serious. Does. does it not? It absolutely looks like ramen yeah, noodles. I like it. Yeah, that's a good look. And something's on his teeth. Must be a grill. Okay, so um, could be plaque. We're not really sure. Could be. So Lil Dirk says headline here: Lil Dirk offers to buy Chicago's O Block. 
Lil Durk says he'll buy the notorious O-Block housing project after it was listed for sale. On Friday morning, it was reported that the infamous Parkway Gardens Affordable Housing Project, also known as the O-Block in Chicago, was listed for sale by a real estate firm who owns it. So a chunk of the projects is for sale. Mm -hmm. Okay. They're presently looking for a buyer to take over the three complexes spanning from 63rd to 65th Street. It looks like somebody has already come forward and offered to pay. Lil Dirk appears willing to pay whatever price to own the Parkway Gardens housing projects. Responding to a tweet from the hip hop blog. $1 billion then. I'll buy it. (laughs) It don't matter how much it is, he says. Look Mm. at him. He's got the money clearly. Look at his necklace, dude. Yeah. I mean, how could he buy a housing project? He's clearly a wise real estate developer. Well, if you know, I look far his, beyond his years. <laughs> I look at this Robin Hair and I think this guy's going to fix it. The rapper who famously used to call O'Block his home has spent much of his career telling stories from the streets. So mm-hmm. he knows the place. He has become a voice of the streets in Chicago, as was his affiliate King Von. Von also grew up on O'Block, putting the zone on the map. And his hit single took her to the O. Many theorized that Smirk would express interest in purchase dirk would express and they rolled smirk so um yeah well, so, wait a so second. he tweeted out uh, you know I'm what's his it. philosophy he's gonna buy it and do what with it um it doesn't say i he hasn't quite mapped out what he's gonna do with it but he wants to own it okay now i just if i went back and bought the neighborhood i grew up in i would come through there with an iron fist, I'd be like, this guy, he leaves his garbage cans out far too long. This guy, this fence has looked like it's needed to be pushed over for 15 years. You know what I would do, dude? And you got to go. I would take all the parks and level them. And I would put up new parks only with the old super dangerous playground stuff that we yeah. used to have as kids. Just remember that triangle thing? What was that thing where... Um, the tornado slide? Uh, I know every... Uh, go ahead, bro. What do you got? It was shaped uh, like... Uh, it almost looked like... The oh, the Eagle's Canucks Nest? Canucks logo, whatever. It's like a, a, a flat piece of shiny metal that would get 8,000 degrees in the summer. Yeah, it's a slide. And it had a handrail that went at the top, and it came up at an angle like so. And you would use the handrail to work your way to... Like, yeah, a like an American walk. Gladiator's uh, like a hand bike. It's basically like a slide, but the width of like 12 slides. Okay. Maybe 20 slides. It was one big flat piece of metal, and mm-hmm. it didn't have stairs that you walked up. You climbed it with your hands to get okay. to the top, and you let go that way like 12 people could slide down at once. Right. Uh, and at the bottom was never anything nice to catch. It was just like So it's a huge rocks. baking sheet mm-hmm. with a ladder attached yeah, to it. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? No. They had one at, they had one at Hessville Park mm. in the 80s. I would bring that back. I would bring back the, um, what's the thing that the carousel? Merry-go-round. Merry-go-round's metal, all metal. The rusted, unlevel one. Oh, there's no you way know, I'd make it level. <laughs> no, when I, when I talked to the contractor, he'd be like, well, it's about it. And I was like, spin that thing for me. And he'd spin it. i go, no, no, no. Go back. Go back. Hit one side with a hammer a bunch of times. Perfect. And you also need to make sure the only way you know it's ready to go is if once you take your hands off it after been holding that death grip, your hand smells like blood for, I don't know, Yeah. four hours. It smells like tap water <laughs> yeah, and blood. It's disgusting. Those, uh, those little metal things. That kids write on their shape like toucans and stuff. That, yes, that they have springs at the bottom. They have of springs them. at the bottom, and there's rocks, and you shove the rocks in their mouth, mm-hmm. and then they come out the hole in the back, and then everyone laughs, and you go, "Look, the toucans right. pooping." Yes, I would have those. There has mm-hmm. to be, you know, like, uh, and this is the only time I've ever seen it. There was this movie, Camp by Me Love, in the '80s. Have you seen it? No, you will be. All right, good. Uh, they go to this airplane graveyard. It's like this nerd. Wait takes a minute, his is that with uh, the doctor, Patrick Dempsey? Yeah, I did watch that one. Okay, I did so a review of it. He takes his girlfriend out. No, not a, no way. You did a review. I watched did it you? because of the show. 
He takes this, this girl that he's dating. Yes, you did. Never mind. You, he takes a girl that he's dating out to this airplane graveyard where basically they've parked all these planes that have been retired for all these years. And I there I have to believe there is that's right a graveyard for old park equipment somewhere. Oh, dude, there's so many of those those killer slides where people wrote things about other people's moms with a knife, like cut the paint, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that are still or you know for a good time call whatever. Uh, that stuff can't have been destroyed. It's got to be somewhere. There has to be a, a f- just hundreds of hundreds of football fields stacked back to back with old playground equipment. That's got to be in Delaware, right? Well, nothing. I don't. I don't have any idea what happened. Well, even Delaware, if they but... even if they melted them down, like make me something cool with that metal, then you know what I mean. Be like, yeah. this was like twelve kids died on this slide. Now it's a bracelet for you and your son. Point being, little Dirk. Little dark. Too. I hear what you're saying, but you've not put forth. You're like a politician. You've not put forth any plan on how you're going to change Chicago block by block. Well, it but just it, means you're going to buy one block that has this housing project in it, and you become the new owner of it. Well, the change what are you going to do different? Was my idea. Oh, he didn't say he was going to change. It. Oh, he well, said he was going to buy it. You can't do that. Well, dude, everybody has a grill. Everybody right. has a necklace. Who owns the projects? Owns them. I thought the city. Yeah, but now, but I mean, what rapper owns them? All right, that's a boss move, dude. Yeah, no. So then, if you're but if you're a hardcore street rapper from O Block, do you like do you want to fix it up, or do you go like, yo, this is where I came from. That's why it's so gritty. I love it. So you, but then you, but then that's a shrewd business move. You go, dude, I would change it, but I don't want to change the culture. This is where I'm proud of it. Well, the thing is, I'm proud of you guys having rats. How are you going to make it so much nicer and put a bunch of money into it and not expect the people who are currently living there to? Pay more rent, and I mean, this is why he the hasn't world is not out. free. Right? He's just he's going like he's just going like that's I why. Want it. That's why he has the the hair of uh, ramen noodles without before putting the seasoning package in. But now you got me thinking, dude. I'm trying to think of like what else if I could buy <laughs> if I could buy like the neighborhood you grew up. I grew in? up on Arizona Avenue. I don't care, right? So if I could buy like Arizona, what, what, what else they don't? <laughs> what are you eating? What are you eating? Chips over there in Hessville? Hey, um, you're all right. What else would I do with the block? You know what I mean? I kind of feel like I would want to buy the gas station at the corner, and I would mm-hmm. want to control how that goes, too. Yeah, of course. Nobody, let me tell you something. Everybody has these ideas, but once you buy it, and now you are in charge of that whole area, you're going to be as evil as any other person, bro. You're going to get a hairless cat. No, dude, one of those not, chairs not if that not spins. It, not if you're not in it to make money. Let me tell you something. If you're not in it to make money, you it's it's going to be a disaster. Do you you buy, have to be in it to make money. Do you money. buy the grill because they're a, a good financial reason? You buy the grill because it it it, it helps you peacock. It makes uh, you a bigger... Peacocking makes you money. Yeah, because people go, that's oh, true. he yeah, must be true. something. He's got a grill. And they're like, he must you know be something do? great because grills are awesome. This is going to make people mad at me too. Probably, when, again, nobody cares. But like, I would buy the gas station. And you know how... I feel like as a kid, the gas station was presented nicely. It was like... There's candy in this section. There's gas cans in this section. There's air fresheners here, and that's it. And like you go, but now it's like wall to ceiling. Um, the presentation doesn't matter at all. Right. It looks like you're at like a bazaar in like Aladdin. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like everything's just like ceiling to floor. Like hey, you want whatever? Like every tiny little bit piece of wares you can make a dollar on is mm-hmm. everywhere. I would buy the gas station. I would say no. You have a candy section. It cannot go higher than three feet. That's all you get. The walls will be plain or with pictures of stuff you like, and it can't be Scarface. And then I would be like, this is the automotive section. And it would be very like, you will sell. No, I don't even think I'll allow gambling. And that's why I say absolute power corrupts absolutely. 
because immediately you're, you're going like, go, I'm losing mom. I'm, leaving I'm money saying you are no different than any other person. I am different, dude. <laughs> you're not. I, I, because I, you, you know, take I am over. And you... I, here's why I'm different. I would do what I'm saying. And then 10 years later, I'd go, oh, yeah, you guys were right. And then I would switch over to. to think, think about the people who take stuff over like that and they just buy like in bulk and they're going like, I'm going to buy that gas station and I buy that gas station. And it's like, it's like an NFL trade. They're like, well, I'll throw that one in too. If mm-hmm. you'll buy these two cash today. And then the, the these think about these people who buy that kind of stuff and absolutely change it not at all. What a piece of garbage are you? Mm-hmm. Because you are just like yeah, I'm, it's it's a cash cow. It's it's absolutely nothing nothing yeah. nothing other than money to me. I'm not looking to make it better. You should always try to make something better if you own it. I mean, what kind of person buys something and goes, I like that other guy's vision. Little Dirk, I have nothing. Little to Dirk add. better make O Block. <laughs> I have nice nothing too. to add to this, except yeah. for I mean, unless you wanted to buy a, they, fr- a franchise restaurant. Like Hooters, for example, it's like you you have to do things the way that There's Hooters wants them done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except for you could hire a, a standard of girl that you particularly think is good looking. Can you though? I mean, you do it in a different way. You don't obviously go like, nah, you're not good looking to me. That's not yeah. the way to go about it. But you, da- there's different Hooters that you go to that obviously hey, heavy girls spill too many drinks. Hey. <laughs> wherever right. you go, just and, and you know the perfect example <laughs> of this is. I, I've always said Menards is much like a, uh, it's managed like a strip club in the way when it comes to their female employees. It really is. In the way that they schedule the A team and the B team and the C team, right? They have like the 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 older ladies who, I'm not saying you're bad looking, good looking, whatever. I'm just saying like this group works a certain time. This group works a certain time. So and what this is group a works a certain slot? time. What, mm-hmm. is a, what is a prime slot for a Menards A team? What are they working? Evenings and weekends. Like, I would say evening, weekends. Okay, so daytime, no. No, I think daytime is going to be the older people, like 55 plus. The the, the people who know where things are in the store. The people that can actually help the contractors who are there during the day to come there and get contractor business done. Do you think that attractive women get jobs at Menards in hope of landing a contractor? (laughs) No. Dude, but think, I was think, wrong think about, about the fork. Uh, we had no idea there was a whole subculture of forklift drivers and <laughs> chicks that love forklift drivers and apparel that was would signify that you were a chick sure, who sure. loves. I, I'd never been. This is why, again, this <laughs> is why I can't to say like I, I, I cash out hammers better than anybody. else. This is why I can't stop with just the Hey My Man podcast. And I have to do another podcast because <laughs> yeah. I feel like learning never stops. When you come to the Hey My Man podcast, you, Ben, mm. uh, I go, this is what I know, and this is what you know. And then yeah. the week later, we find out after people listen, they're like, this is what either, either of you idiots know. And now we know something different. And that was the biggest surprise of 2021 to me was there is a culture of ladies who get down on being with forklift drivers specifically. Yeah, big time. There and is a, a niche for dudes. everything. There's a culture of dudes that... that- who also are like I'm a forklift driver and I that that's the shit. They consider the forks on their uh, machinery an mm-hmm. extension of their right. manhood. It's a phallic symbol. Yeah, it's yeah. like having two. It's like having two big ones. <laughs> right. And they're all, uh, I'm not gonna say. Yeah. yeah, I'm just saying I learned so much. And they're always hard. So, with that being said, I would still go. I still believe that there's absolutely nobody who goes like I'm gonna land a contractor by. And now, I know uh, I'm wrong. I know I'm wrong, hundred percent. I'm not thinking like the day contractor, or like the uh, the fly by night contractor. I'm talking about. I've seen girls at Menards that their makeup and hair is done in such a fashion that, like, you would think like, oh, 
they have something very important to do later. But I think that they wait for that guy who owns the bigger cement company or whatever, who probably brings in four stacks a year, five stacks a year. That guy comes in to buy some stuff, and you just go, thanks, have a great day, and you bat your eyelashes, and you just go, maybe I, I just... They're, I, a, they're a lure in a pond full of I, contractor fish waiting for a bite. I told you years ago I had a buddy of mine who was dating a stripper, and she said in the back room uh, where they change, there's a draw erase board Whoa. that had different tables, and they were all labeled. And if it was a table where the dudes were spending money on dances and drinks and sitting with strippers, they put a big dollar sign and they put a cent sign on ones that were just dudes that were like, I just want my two beers that I'm required to buy and I'm going to look at at naked chicks for free. I'm not spending any money. So the girls knew, hey, don't go spend any time sitting at this table because these guys aren't going to. But they want to share that information instead of hoard it to themselves? Yeah. Well, this is is what this one person said. That is very generous. This is. This is. This is all I know is from one person. All this now, time I thought they were about money, but they're fair. So there, there are people out there doing the science, right? The people that work in the industry. Now, now stick with me for a second. When women go to work at Menards, they go like, hey, I'm looking for a job and Menards is hiring. And whether they're good looking or not good looking, that may determine whether or not the management at Menards is going to hire them. You know, but they have so many slots. This is my theory. I don't know this is real. This is just my theory. Uh, so they have the, hey, the trustworthy older lady who actually knows where stuff is and is pleasant and all that stuff. And then they have the super good looking girl who is super good looking. And then they have the middle of the road person who is just like, hey, we need yeah. utility players. Now, yeah. when they get hired, they get hired just going in there to look for a job. And the management is like, they took a page from Billy Bean. You know the guy they made that movie Moneyball. Moneyball, yeah. This is what they do. They go in there and they put they put a they put a scientific strategy together on their hiring process. It is very scientific. Again, I don't know what I'm talking about, but this is how my brain works. And so I'm not saying this is what Menards does, but I have to believe in my heart. So you talk to the Menards execs and they've verified this. So once you are a a young lady who's worked there and you see the contractors you know, coming around and you get in a relationship with a contractor and then a different contractor. And eventually you find the contractor of your dreams. You just like the strip club back room, you teach the young girls that are coming in the door. I know you were here just to get a job, but Mm -mm. if you were in tight jeans and you smile, here are the contractors that are like, bottom feeders and here's yeah. what you need to look for if a guy is buying yeah like john's landscaping stay away if a guy's buying ryobi nah nah we're gonna we're gonna pass that we're gonna go right mm-hmm. right past it but if, if a guy's buying dewalt we're, we're seriously taking another like, look oh, at him oh shit he's grabbing a makita he's only got he's only buying one drill that means he means business he's not buying the value pack with all of them absolutely that, that's for quakers absolutely. he's buying the hammer drill he needs yeah. he's buying a half inch he's got mortar to mix not him his cronies you can't trust a hot tool belt and a smile you have to know you your business you can't because you so know my what? Grandma the, used to always say that. Everybody's in there wearing their their plaid shirt. Everybody's in there wearing their their jeans and their work boots. But you have to be able to decipher, and that's where the older veteran employees. Yeah. She's like, look, know. look how much concrete and stains and mud they have on their boots. You don't want that. You want the guy running the shop. So when you ask me, does anybody get it? A, does anybody get a job at Menards with? the hopes of landing a contractor, I would say probably yes, there's that 1%. Mostly no. 1%? Mostly no. However, they all end up understanding the value of a contractor because here's another thing. The dude can fix shit for nothing. He makes money. And you work at Menards, you get the employee discount. So the materials are cheap. The labor's cheap. 
Now you're already hot looking. You want to be one of those fixer right. upper HD TV shows? Right. You got the, the dude could make you one of those she sheds. You're set. Absolutely. And you know he drinks. He probably drinks. Probably does some other stuff too. But at the very least, he's he, he you know Yeah. Turns out turns out that Menards is just one big farm system for um human trafficking. Construction workers as far as like uh you know, people who build stuff, awesome. Ladies, I'll I'll tell you that probably that's a good find. Electricians, stay away from painters. Probably bad news. Yeah, probably bad news overall. What they if, really can't bring much to the table. Hey, ladies, I'm bad at all of them. Come, <laughs> come find me. Well, we're not going to solve all the world's problems today. I would That's like. I would week. like to see. I would like to hear. I would like to hear from the listeners. If you could buy your block that you grew up on, what would you do with it? All right, that is episode two eighty eight. We will see you next time. Later. about superstition and so they have to pay how many like million to get like